Welcome to the Spurs 9501 podcast. From Kane to the lane, the final say on all things Tottenham. Here are your hosts, Steve, Ray, Cam and Jam. Everybody, welcome back to the Spurs 9501 podcast. This is Ray from London. I've got Jack Farr, who's a Serie A expert on the line. Welcome, Jack. Hey, how's it going? Not too bad. Thank you very much for coming on the show, Jack. Um, can you just give us a quick introduction about yourself and how you come to be a Serie A expert, and then we'll talk about Paolo Fonseca? Yeah, absolutely. So um, uh, I, I was kind of, uh, as, as a kid, I was a, uh, I was a Man United fan from the age of about, of about six. Um, obviously, um, as, as most kids do, the team that's winning are the, are the team, that they, team that they support. Um, sure. You know, as you, as you get a little older, I think you realize that that's, that's no reason to support a team. Um, so, you know, uh, and, and, you know, I, I've always loved Italian football. I'm a huge fan of, you know, Totti over the years, favorite player. Um, and, um, uh, so, so to give you a background as well on my education, um, I have an undergraduate degree in international football business uh, from UCFB that I'm sure people have seen um, advertised on Sky Sports and all that kind of stuff. I, sure. I graduated in uh, graduated in, uh, in, in in 2020, and yeah, absolutely love um, uh, Syria. And we're, we're going to a point now, especially with all these kind of big name managers coming back in uh, in the league with Ronaldo coming in, uh, Syria is making a huge comeback. Excellent, excellent. Great stuff. Well, it's great to have you, and I, again, appreciate your time for coming on the show. So let me just put a bit of context around the discussion. Um, the last few days we've heard about potentially Paolo Fonseca. We've heard it's a done deal that he'll be coming to Tottenham. Right. We had a stream on Spurs 9501 yesterday, and people saw his record against Conte and basically said he's not a good coach. Blah, blah. So I just want our viewers and fans to get the other side of the story and to better understand about Paolo. So why don't you just tell us a bit about... Paolo, the season Roma have had, you know, just talk generally about him, what is his strengths, what is his weaknesses, etc. Yeah, of course. So, so um, first of all, what I'd say, just to give a bit of background and a bit sure. of context to, to, to where Fonseca's at, um, especially to, to English British fans, and this isn't to criticise you or, or your viewers at all. Sure. Um, people remember Roma as uh, Manolas, you know, the, the Greek god in Rome, risen from their ruins, all this kind of stuff, right? This this huge dramatic victory over, over, over Barcelona. And trust me, I was, you know, jumping out of my skin. That was fantastic. But that's what people have as kind of a, a mindset of, of yeah. Roma. But yeah. what's happened in the last two years where Paolo Fonseca has been at the helm, um, uh, an American owner called uh, Jim Palotta, um, who was there, has sold to another American uh, called uh, Dan Friedkin. Um, and basically what Paolo Fonseca, uh, has had to deal with while he's, while he's been at Roma is he's been a transitional, transitional coach. Um, so what that means is he's not had much money to spend. He's not had much support. Roma in terms of squad quality. Um, honestly, I was, I was thinking in my head the other day, I do genuinely believe that a team like Sassuolo have a better squad than, than Roma right now. Um, Sampdoria is probably close. Um, you know, to give people some more context, um, you know, the front three is like something out of 2014. You know, Edin Dzeko up top, um, Henrik Mkhitaryan off the left, and, you know, uh, when he's starting, Pedro off the right. You know, these, these guys are, you know, these guys are kind of getting into their 30s now, and, you know, Paolo Fonseca has to, has to try and make magic happen. Um, with the new owner coming in and Dan Friedkin, um, and what I would say to pe- people out there, if you've made an investment and you're really trying to hit home and have a new stadium so you don't have to share the Stadio Olimpico with Lazio anymore, do you want a big name to impress the fans like Paolo Fonseca or do you want Jose Mourinho? 
right? So the reason why his contract wasn't extended wasn't because he'd done a particularly bad job. It was purely because they wanted the name recognition to make Roma this this kind of big this kind of big threat again. So a lot of this stuff I hear about, um, you know. His, his his losses or he's never been a great success. Context is so important in football, everybody. And I know there's this one statistic about, you know, a lack of wins. But I would tell you that there was a 3-3 game, um, the, uh, a draw against Milan when Milan were top of the table. Um, though there were there was a there was a draw against Juventus as well. Um, they they beat Lazio uh, in one of the uh, in one of the Rome derbies as well. So. There's a lot of this narrative on, on Fonseca being a bad coach in the big games, but it's just not true. And he wasn't he wasn't really given the infrastructure or the squad to to be able to achieve anything. Okay, let's just talk about his uh, his pedigree, really. So basically, he's won stuff in Ukraine, which we'll put that to one side. But he hasn't won anything major outside in the major European leagues. Now, when he came to um, Italy, Roma were Champions League. So this year, they, I mean, last year they were fifth, this year they're seventh. So a lot of the fans are saying he's actually taken them backwards. How would you react to that? Um, he, he's not the one that decides to, to sell players, right? And, and I would tell you that um, Alisson Becker, who is now Liverpool's goalkeeper, um, Mohamed Salah, um, who obviously we, we, all, we all know very, very well right now, um, you know, uh, uh, Kostas Manolas, um, that there have been countless players uh, that, that, that Rome have had over the years that have been fantastic players that, that have been there for a long time, and they've just never been replaced. Um, you know, Roma, Roma got very lucky with, um, with Wojciech Szczesny into Alisson, and then obviously the goalkeeper position has gone downhill. That's why um, Rui Patricio... Is supposedly gonna is supposedly gonna join this summer. Oh, really? okay. Yes, um, yeah. So supposedly Mourinho is gonna 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 try and bring him in. But again, this is not because Paolo Fonseca has made players worse. He's improved players. He brought me, Henrik Mkhitaryan, who had a horrible time in England, back to a thirteen goal, ten assist season. A thirty five year old Jeco is still effective. Um, he's brought on uh, Gonzalo Villar. Uh, Roger Banez is one of the kind of hottest young um, centre-backs in, in the world right now and is the type of player who will move to a club like Spurs, you know, for, for, for 40 mil potentially in the, in the future. Spinazzola is one of the better wing-backs in, you know, in the world, but with a combination of injuries and losing key, key players as, as kind of a part of that squad after um, Di Francesco left, and obviously there was that interim um, period with, oh my God, Claudio Ranieri. Um, you know, I think people will point to him but I would tell you that looking at the the shape of that squad, he did he actually overachieved, honestly. Right. So in certain terms, it's very similar to Poch overachieving with the limited squad. Then, yeah, hands down. And trust me, Spurs fans listening, and and obviously for yourself as well. Like, in, for my money, Antonio Conte is the best manager in the world. I really do believe that. I think he's absolutely fantastic. And if I was Daniel Levy and I was Spurs fans, I would just be urging him: look, take the risk, take the risk, take you know, just give him anything he wants because. You know, Conte's the kind of guy who will come in, and even as a Spurs coach, if you, especially if you keep Kane, he can win you the league. He's that kind of a manager. Yeah. But I think people want to talk about Paolo Fonseca as, you know, you're going to finish 10th this year. It's just not true. It's just not true. And, and the reason why I think he could have a Pochettino-like impact is because there are a lot of similarities there. Talk to me about, like, let's say, for example, the United match. 6-2, what happened there? I mean... You know, just explain those types of things. I know it can happen. It's an anomaly. Sure. Teams can lose 9-0, 8-1, etc. I know it happens. But defensively, you know, just tell us about the way he plays. Actually, that's a good point. Tell us about his style of play, playing. 
So, um, so f- first of all, that game, one thing that I really want to kind of make clear to everybody, there were three um, injuries in the first 35 minutes, right. okay, to a club that was already injured. Roma's most talented player, um, Nicolo Zaniolo, has had two ACL injuries in the space of two years. So, and he's like, apart from Pellegrini, you know, Spinazzola is probably my, my favorite Roma player. And to not have him for two years has been, has been brutal. Um, we got central, you know, kind of like Liverpool. We got central midfielders playing at center back, 35, 35 year old up top with, um, you know, a, a guy on loan from Real Madrid that nobody's heard of scoring, scoring 12 goals a year. So trust me, the state of the squad is not good. What I will say though, and this is the kind of thing that, you know, uh, I can see a bit, a bit of grey in your beard. That's going to be full grey by the time that Fonseca's the manager. I'm yeah, telling you. I know, I know, I know. Um, I know. Don't worry about that yet. <laughs> what, what he likes to do, um, he obviously moved from kind of a four-two-three-one to a four-three-three um, to kind of a kind of a three-four-three. But you know, really, it's kind of that that kind of five-two-three. If 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 you yeah, if you yeah. see what I mean with with yeah. the two kind of uh, box-to-box midfielders. Yeah. What he likes to do is push wing backs up like crazy, like up to the halfway line when when they have the ball. The wide centre backs split to full back positions, yeah. and the goalkeeper sometimes occupies a centre back spot when they have possession of the ball. And the idea is it's to create this huge U, so that when they can make a transition, um, you know it's it, it's massive. But obviously, I'm sure I can see by your face, you lose the ball, you're in trouble, and that's what ha- that's that's what happens a lot now. Obviously, when it works, it's fantastic. You go on YouTube, look at any sort of Roma goal, fantastic Roma goal from um, from from last season. There are thirty passes, two minutes without the ball going out or without the other team touching it, and then a tap in in the opposition six yard box. Fantastic, fantastic football. But he does play with that huge risk. I would say, from a Spurs perspective, I'd worry about your fullbacks. Your fullbacks have not performed well. I, you have more of an authority than that than me, but I would say that um, in Leandro Spinazzola and Rick Karsdorp, they arguably have the two best years of their career. Um, and obviously, coming in at Spurs, he needs to make a lot of improvements to the fullback position. Your centre-backs must be competent on the ball. Fonseca is always coaching players with the ball. He does very little off-the-ball work um, in terms of in terms of his training. And the player I'm most excited for, for you guys, I think is going to be Tangi and Dombele. I think that's going to be fascinating because okay. Lo- Lorenzo Pellegrini and uh, Jordan Veritu, um, who, you know, remember was at Aston Villa at one point, yeah. had the most fantastic seasons uh, from the central, midspe- central midfield spot because they love to overload the center of the park. So for the likes of Son and Dombele and even somebody like uh, Hoybier, I think there's really, really strong potential there. But it all depends about your fullbacks because they are the most important part if Fonseca is going to play a back three. It's funny you should say that because our fullbacks, Matt Doherty and uh, Reguillon or Aurier, they more play better as wingbacks, actually. Defensively, not very good. So it right. may actually suit them. But the problem we've got is a centre-back. So sure. Aya, Sanchez, Alderweireld, these guys are just not... Alderweireld's the only guy who's worth anything. And we've had right. a problem with ball retention as well. Because in your scenario, you have to keep the ball. If you lose a ball, you're going to struggle, as you said. So right. the transition is very quick. So what about in games when he's not going the way he likes? Is he able to change formation or is it just stick to plan A and that's it? Um, he, he, I, 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 spoke to, I spoke to some other Spurs fans about this recently and they kind of were like, oh, no. Um, he really is the kind of manager where the game on the weekend is one Monday to Friday. Right. So he's not the type of guy who's going to make some crazy change that, that blows everybody away on Saturday at three at three forty five. Yeah. And then, you know, oh, my God, great. We've won the game. 
Paolo Fonseca is trying to win the game Monday to Friday on the training pitch. He's always happy to change. And he, you know, one thing that I'm sure he will do is with Brian Cristante, he made this huge, huge change of taking him from kind of a creative holding position to playing him at center back. Um, so he is, he is willing to do stuff that's, that's a little different, um, to try and be an innovator as much as he, as much as he can. Excuse me. Um, but I think the I think the difficulty for 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 Spurs is going to be that it's a tough job to walk into, right? Yeah. And I think you and I would agree with that, especially if Kane leaves. But my kind of overarching <laughs> my overarching thing is it's not Conte, but it's not that bad. I promise any Spurs fan wanting Eric Ten Hag, you're crazy. Paolo Fonseca is twice the manager of Eric Ten Hag. Oh, that's interesting to hear actually, because a lot of yeah. people are after the Ten Hag. I mean, it's going to be difficult because. Serie A is a lot different to Premier League. Premier League, you don't get any time on the ball, and I'm not sure how Paolo is going to be able to make that adjustment, you know, etc. What do you think about that? Um, I, I think that um, I think that it will be tricky. I'm not. I'm not going to. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. And I think that it would be very naive of him to do that back three, back five kind of hybrid and, and just expect it to work. Because, as you've just said, there's going to be countless occasions where. Jamie Vardy nips the ball off Davinson Sanchez and, and Leicester go 1-0 up or, you know, Danny Ings nips the ball off of Eric Dyer and or whatever, right? Yeah. So I think there will, you know, there do need to be some changes. But I think the fact that he is capable of playing a 4-3-3 or a 4-2-3-1, he will find his way around it. The reason why he's so well-liked and respected by Roma fans is because he's got a certain level of kind of dignity and class about him. He really is that kind of guy. And the reason why very, you're very rarely going to find a Roma fan who's going to have a bad word to say about him, even though they finished seventh and made Europa League semi-final, is because of, of, of what he was dealt with. Now, one, one thing I, I do want to make clear to Spurs fans watching is if Conte came in, you'd be spending, you'd sign Hakimi and you'd sign this guy and this guy and you'd, you'd maybe win the league, right? But obviously Fonseca, I'm sure it's going to be more of a restrained budget. And I think that success for him, especially in his first year, would certainly be considering top six, especially depending, you know, if, if, if Kane leaves as well. But there's another thing, Borja Mayoral, which I guarantee none of your viewers have, have even heard of. Um, you know, he's he's come on loan from, from Real Madrid and he scored like 12, 13 goals this year while Fonseca was was having, you know, an argument with uh, with Edin Dzeko and a dispute with Edin Dzeko. So he's not a pushover, um, but he's he's not going to be able to do what, what Antonio Conte could have been able to do. Yeah, I think so. And that's that's fair point. I mean, but the, how much say will he have in the players? And what about this relationship apparently he's got with Fabio Paratici? Is that really a, a good relationship they have? And will he have some say in the players or will it be left to Paratici? Um, he'll have some say. I think the the biggest thing that I would say to um, to a lot of Spurs fans is that he really, I would I would say, had his pick of any of the Syria managers, really, because Fabio Paratici has been incredibly, you know, successful in terms of in terms of victories. We know that. That's why Conte was the first decision. Conte, even you know, especially being previously at Chelsea, Conte considering Spurs should I think tell you how how much. Um, how much kind of leverage uh, somebody like Fabio Paratici has. The fact that he went for somebody like Paolo Fonseca instead of somebody like uh, Gasparini. Um, yeah, we were thinking that maybe he was going to go for Gasparini. Uh, I would... I'm not going to lie to you. I, I'm, I love Roma. I love me some, me some Paolo Fonseca. But, but Gasparini has that Atalanta team playing unbelievable football. Like over 100 goals uh, in, in each of the last two seasons. Unbelievable. But the fact that he chose... 
Fonseca as his number two instead of somebody like Gasparini, I feel like says a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's really good. That's actually quite yeah. encouraging. I'm actually quite wanting to come now after speaking to you, Jack. <laughs> he's, <laughs> You've convinced, he, he's, me. You've convinced he's, me actually. Yeah. He's, ahead, no. I think it's, it's, it's going to be very, very difficult because Spurs fans will need to temper their expectations a little bit. Right. Um, but I think that the thing is, there was a lot of criticism going his way that I didn't feel like was, was warranted. And, and one thing I'll say is, and this is where I see the similarity with Pochettino. He works unbelievably hard uh, on, on the training ground and will try and implement his style and his respect from the, from the locker room is unbelievable. Players absolutely love him. And there's a reason why Ro a team like Roma who haven't won a Scudetto in like 20 or 30 years still will like a manager who finished seventh because of the, the, the kind of class and, and the way he, the, you know, the dignity with, with which he holds himself. He's a really good guy. Yeah. And does he like, you know, for example, we had Nuno at Wolves. They fa they all favour Portuguese players. What is Paolo favouring? Has he got Portuguese players that he prefers or does he doesn't, doesn't matter to him? It, it, it really doesn't matter. You know, it really doesn't matter to him. I think, I think that uh, Paolo Fonseca, if, if he was here with us, with us now and could be totally honest, he, he's just hoping to work with some, with some good players yeah. to allow him to, to, to do what he can, you know, what, what he can do at his top. You know, I, I think about uh, my, one of my favorite Roma players is uh, Cengiz Unda, and I was really excited for him this, this coming season. And then, you know, I check my phone and he's on loan at Leicester and I'm kind yeah, of going, you know, what, what's going on? And, Justin Cliver is on loan at um, is on loan at RB Leipzig, and I'm just I'm wondering what's going on here when you've got you know Pedro and, and Mkhitaryan and these kind of older guys who are kind of past their past their prime. So I think that if he can keep somebody like Son, if somehow you manage to keep somebody like Kane, if Steven Bergvine can continue to develop, um, if Lucas Moura can start playing well, and if he can find the best out of Regulon, Arié, Matt Doherty. If if you can sign a ball playing you know a ball playing centre back, I think your midfield is strong. I think that that he he'll be able to work you know work some magic. I'm really excited for Tangi and Dombele. I think he might he might explode next year. Seriously, that's really good news. Actually, I'm really looking forward to that. I mean, um, I think you know I think uh, the, the only problem is Jack. He's not going to be given a lot of time at Tottenham. These guys are starved. We're starved of success and. You know, as soon as somebody joins, we want at least top four, and we haven't been in the top four for the last two years. And there, there was such a hype about Conte coming, and anything below that, even though he's still a good manager, seems a bit de deflating to the fans. So you know, I, I get it, I get it, I get it. Trust me, I, I totally understand, and and I'm I'm not going to sit here and try and try and <laughs> pretend that uh, no, no, Paolo Fonseca is a better manager than Conte. Trust me, if I was a Spurs fan, if I'm a Roma fan, I want Conte over Fonseca every day of the week because, like I say, I regard him as the, as the best in the world, you know, today. Um, but I think that, unfortunately, um, the Spurs fan base, with, with Conte dropping out, you do probably need to, to temper the expectations to top six and a, and a, and a two- or three-year project. And I know you're probably sick of hearing that, but I think that's where you are. Okay, that's fair enough. That's a very honest opinion. A couple of final questions before we finish. Firstly, can he convince Harry Kane to stay? Um, In your opinion, I'm gonna say no, and I don't. I don't feel. I don't feel great about saying uh, that. But I think that that Kane would be taking one hell of a risk if he if he wanted to stay uh, with a manager like Paolo Fonseca. And that's not to, you know, that's not to diss him. You know, Shakhtar. He won the double every single year he was at Shakhtar. Now. It's a relatively easy league to win if you manage that team. Um, but if Conte maybe came in, I think Kane could have been persuaded to stay for one more year with Fonseca. 
I'm not so sure. But if, but if you know, if 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 Fonseca can maybe have his pick of a, or, or at least um, you know have the ear of Fabio Paratici when when a replacement striker is signed, mm-hmm. you know, maybe maybe something will happen there. Who knows? Yep. I'm not sure this is going to happen because Mourinho is in charge now, so we probably wouldn't be able to take any players from Roma. But if we were be able to get some players, which ones, which two or three players would you recommend? Do you think Fonseca could come back for? Um. So, uh, thing is, I'm trying to think of what what Spurs would kind of want or need. Um, I think uh, defensively we're we're shambles. So our Roger. Line. Roger Ibanez. Roger Ibanez is absolutely fantastic, and I I know. Yeah, Brazilian uh, Brazilian centre back. Anybody you know that that is he's 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 a class act. You know, Roma have had a kind of a an ongoing spell of having great centre backs who've who've moved on. You know, Manolas, uh, Rudiger, they, these these kinds of these kinds of players. Um, and you know, uh, Roger Banias has a very bright future. I think his latest release clause, uh, he signed a new deal this year. I think it was sixty or eighty million euros. So. Yeah. Very, very highly respected, highly rated. Gian- Gianluca Mancini is solid, but I think Ibanez would be your guy. And then, you know, Roma's better players are, you know, Lorenzo Pellegrini. Um, he- he's absolutely fantastic. Liverpool are supposedly linked with him. Um, and Leandro Spinazzola. Um, but that would mean, you know, that, that Regalon and, you know, whoever else you have, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe Ben Davies would, would probably have to have to step aside. I um, would quite happily let Ben Davies step aside, I tell you. <laughs> but, the, um, but if a fully fit, and firing Nicolo Zaniolo would would be that player. Um, yeah. But two ACL injuries uh, in the space of two years, you're, you're never going to go for him. So I'd, I'd probably go with uh, with Roger Roger Ibanez. Yeah. yeah, excellent. And just a final couple of questions: What's uh, what would be a successful first year for Paolo Fonseca if he becomes Tottenham coach? Oof. Um, <laughs> it's very dependent. Let's be realistic here. We're not going to win the league. No, We're sure, sure. So what's a good good season for for? Paolo Fonseca, what what he could say? Look, I went to Tottenham. I did this in my first season. That's a success. Um, I, I feel four like four in a cup or something. I feel like it's heavily dependent on if Kane, you know, if Kane stays or goes. I assume Kane, Kane's going to go. He's, there's no way Kane's staying now. Only if Conte okay. came, there was a slight chance he might stay, but not for anybody else. Okay, so 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 I would say I know this. You know, I'm sure you'll be you'll be thinking, ah, oh, that's you know, that's that's rubbish and whatnot. But I would say kind of a top five, top four finish. And then, you know, and then maybe a cup or even just a cup final. And I know that's the last thing Spurs fans want to hear, but you have to be realistic with teams around you. You know, I was reading stuff about Man City getting Grealish and Kane and Man United getting Sancho. You know, you, you, these guys are these other big teams in England. They're just going to, they're just going to spend you out of the, spend you out of the water, you know. One final question. I keep saying final, but I'm so intrigued by your response. It's great, Jack. It's, it's really okay. Great. I just wanted to ask you, one of the things coming up on our stream yesterday was that he, was, he wasn't that great against the big teams, only run four out of 24 matches against the big teams in Italy. Is there a perception that he maybe bottles it in the big matches? Um. So, so first of all, I'd go back to things that I've originally said, which are, like, honestly, the the squad Roma have... With the injuries, it's comparable to. I would say Sassuolo have a better squad than Roma right now, and it's probably um, similar to Sampdoria. So, I'm hoping that that gives some people some, you know, uh, some some uh, some context of where this Roma squad are at. But what I would point you to is early on in the season when when Milan were were top of the league, there was a three three draw with Roma. Now, it's not a victory. I understand that, but a three three draw with Milan that that's terrific. Um, Juventus have steamrolled the league for the past decade, but the thorn in Juve's side 
historically over this past decade has been Roma. Roma are that are that bogey team. There was a um, there was a Rome you know uh, 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 Rome derby against Lazio that they won two 0 There are plenty of matches against you know your your, your Napoli's Lazio's etc. Where yeah they haven't they haven't won won the games. But I would tell you that these other teams are just better than Roma at this point. Yeah. Roma can't lose the quality, quantity and calibre of the players they've lost and expect to do any better, especially with a squad that, that's injured. That 6-2 game against Man United, seriously, three injuries to yeah. Jordan Veratu, who was arguably player of the year, Leandro Spinazzola, who was arguably player of the year, and I forget I forget who the other one was, but you know, it, it's a, the context of the situation for Fonseca and his two years at Roma cannot be underestimated. Yeah, yeah, it's all about context, really. So that's really excellent, Jack. Um, I'm going to sort of wrap it up here now, but do you want to give your f- final thoughts and final messages to Tottenham fans watching out there? What would you say to them? Um, so, so first of all, I'll be, I'll be very cheeky. I have, I have a friend of mine who, who would kill me if I didn't do this. Um, please, uh, folks watching, uh, go check out Box to Box Football uh, on YouTube, trying to, trying to cover some football coverage, especially over the Euros. Um, but what I would say to, what I would say to, to Spurs fans is, you know, in not just in football, but in life, there's always the best case scenario, the worst case scenario. And, you know, nine times out of 10, it's always somewhere in between. Yeah. Um, yes, it's a shame you didn't get Conte. Trust me, I, if I was in the same position and Roma were going to get Conte, I'd be gutted just as you guys are. Um, but what I would tell you is that this guy has some unbelievable similarities in terms of his his approach, the way he handles himself, his, his kind of uh, his coaching methods, just he, the way about him that are very similar to Pochettino. That should give you huge optimism going forward anyway. And also, I know this is going to be terrible because you're sick of not not winning the big one kind of thing, but Paolo Fonseca is a guy at his two previous clubs. He's made a profit in transfers. So this is a guy who's willing to work within a budget, who can really develop players and bring players on, especially fullbacks, which have been a huge issue for you. So, I think a top five, top six next year, um, but I am fully expecting the internet to absolutely destroy me if, if, if he does badly, which I'm hoping he doesn't. No, we all wish him success if he comes. But Jack, listen, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. This is Ray from Spurs 95.1. Jack Farr, Serie R expert, excellent. I'm going to put that box-to-box description in our description when we load up the video. Please, guys, check it out and, and visit it. And uh, hopefully, Jack, we can have you on when the new season starts as our Serie R expert. Maybe give us a one-week, every-week roundup on what's happening in Serie R. That would be great. Yeah, absolutely. Happy, happy, happy to do so. I appreciate you. Appreciate you having me on. And obviously, any of your viewers or yourself, any, any, any questions, you know, g- give me a, give me a shout. Yeah, we'll, we'll put your Twitter handle as well in the description so people can reach out to you. But thank you very much, Jack. Take care. Awesome. Thanks, Ray. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Right. Take care. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Spurs 9501 podcast. Stay in touch. Continue the debate. And let us know what you want to discuss by finding us on YouTube. Tune in after the next match day for more insight. Thanks for listening.